The controversy surrounding the Affordable Care Act is well documented, most notably the initial flaws with the website that prevented many people from signing up. Open enrollment in the program begins tomorrow, and healthcare experts say they're prepared for a different experience this year. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, and today on Noon Edition, we're looking at the Affordable Care Act as it begins its second year. Our group of healthcare experts will reflect on the first year of the program and what those enrolling this year can expect. We'll answer questions about how the website is functioning, what questions people have about trying to enroll, and how more providers affects your coverage. We want you to join the conversation and share your experience with health insurance under the exchange after this hour's news. Production support comes from Smithville Communications, serving southern Indiana with fiber gigabit internet and digital IPTV. More information at smithville.net. And from School of Public Health Bloomington, Public Health Reimagined, addressing 21st century health challenges with a multidisciplinary approach to disease prevention, health promotion, and enhancing quality of life. publichealth.indiana.edu. Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Salzberg from the Herald Times, along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael. And today we're going to talk about the Affordable Care Act. The annual enrollment period, open enrollment period, will begin tomorrow, Saturday. And this year, Indiana is doubling its insurance providers. So today we're going to be joined by health care experts to discuss the new insurance options. We'll also take a look at how Indiana's enrollment numbers measure up and how the state could reach more people. So we're going to be joined uh, on the program today by three guests. We have two in the studio. Chris Schrader is with us. Chris is a return visitor to Noon Edition. He's the president of Schrader & Associates, human resources firm here in Bloomington. Janae Green has come from Indianapolis. She's a manager of outreach and enrollment for HealthNet, Inc. And also joining us by phone is Jody Wolfenbarger. She's a federally certified and state-licensed affordable health care navigator in Bedford. And uh, I must say that affordable uh, – or the health care navigators, I want to make sure that everybody understands, are impartial. They're not affiliated with any specific health insurance company. So if you want to join us on the program, if you have questions, and there might be a lot of questions out there, Please give us a call, 855-0811 in Bloomington or 1-877-285-9348. You can also join the live chat at wfiu.org slash Noon Edition. And you can even follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. So uh, welcome, everybody. I'm glad to have you all here. Hi, Bob. It is a uh, complicated and complex topic. Uh, maybe it's a little easier this year. I don't know. But I'm going to ask Chris, is it easier this year? Well, it's certainly the expectation. <clears throat> and let's face it, after last year, how could you really miss, to a certain extent, I would hope. Uh, they've um, put significant effort into improving the experience this year. Last year, the, the website was, quite frankly, from front to back, really a disaster. And the uh, federal government made the choice, uh, I think it was a wise one, to focus on fixing the front-end experience this year. So, so the, the back-end that ties back to the insurance companies, ties back to the agencies and things, still has to be built. So mm -hmm. after it gets through that, there will be a lot of um, effort to tie things together. But the user experience uh, should be significantly better. Mm -hmm. Far fewer screens. Uh, they have developed a separate path for people who are 
renewing. Mm. So if you're renewing something, you won't slog through as many screens as you did before. They're going to have a path for new people coming in. So that's that's different. Uh, there will be um, they're they're employing this year, as I understand it, uh, a process called throttling, uh, which is typical for websites. So that when volume hits a certain size, you redirect the traffic into what's called a waiting room. Uh, these are usually landing pages that have information and say, you're about getting ready to enroll, please check these things or look at these things. And what they're basically doing is buying time to keep you into the queue so you don't abandon. So that's mm -hmm. called throttling. So they've, de they've developed that to keep the site from just crashing. Last year, everybody just hit the gates. They didn't have any throttling capability and they crashed it. <laughs> Janae, what do you think? Do you think this year things will go more smoothly? Um, as he said, we're hoping that it will be a little bit more, um, but I know for our staff, and I'm, I'm sure as the, um, our other counterpart will just speak to, um, now you're adding those that are renewing in addition to those that it's new for. And so for my staff, I know last year it averaged about, we said we stopped at about two hours if we were helping someone. So it's just going through educating them. And as you spoke to briefly, now we have additional plans. Um, and there was an information session we did earlier this week, and I liked the visual that he gave. So he said if you take the nine plans and then if you go through the different levels and say each of those is three and then you add that multiply that that can be multiple plans that you're trying to educate or explain to someone so for some it may not be that long but again it's just that balancing act for those that are out going out into the field or even assisting if they come into the the buildings you know just trying to make sure you're educating and not having them be glossed over at the same time mm -hmm. so we're hoping that it's going to be a little bit better the website will be more beneficial I know my staff if that goes smoothly, then it'll help everything else that they're doing. Right. Janae, just so I really understand, it was mm -hmm. taking like two hours was a normal amount that of time? Was, that was for, yes, for marketplace plans, just for assisting, just to because you're getting the information. You, If the system worked well, it was still that. So yes, at max, we stopped it too, and then if they needed to go back and do another appointment, they would. But at that point, you could leave them kind of feeling a little bit okay, but two hours was about the max. Jody, I want to give you a chance to answer the same question. So how, how are you uh, how are you anticipating this year is going to go? Um, I feel that, you know, this year I'm under the understanding that in order to simplify, simplify the enrollment process, 90% of online applications will already be filled out or pre-populated from last year. Um, and the call centers are staffing up an additional 1,000 call center representatives this year over last year, and they're going to be available to answer questions and walk consumers through the coverage process. Um, what's really important is that if consumers don't return to the marketplace to update their application, they will generally be auto-enrolled in the same plan. Um, and we need them to know that they can get on there and change plans during open enrollment through February 15th. Mm -hmm. And I have to agree with Janae, it was taking a little bit of time to go through the application process. I found it was about a, an hour for a single individual. Um, and then if you're adding additional household members, it could take longer than an hour. So um, for those of us who haven't had this experience, tell us what it's like. What kind of questions are you answering? Um, what kind of data do you have to pull together, uh, ideally, before you start the process? Just walk us through, if you would, please. Jody, go ahead and take that one, if you would. Sure. Um, 
just basically general knowledge of, you know, their annual income, um, Social Security numbers, um, document information for legal immigrants, um, employer income for every member of the household, best estimate of what your household income will be for 2015, um, policy numbers for any current health insurance plans, um, and in some cases a completed employer coverage tool for job-based plans. So and if uh, you're any notices from current plans that include, you know, their plan ID. So in case you're using this as supplemental insurance, is that... No. no? What am, I'm not, okay, could maybe you could clarify that a little for us. That's just a basic application checklist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think if I'm anticipating your question, so it's like you were talking about employer um, insurance insurance numbers. So how you would have them, but you're going to the marketplace because you're not going to be with your employer anymore. Is that correct? Well, there Could, are some instances where, um, according to the Affordable Care Act, that employers are providing insurance that is more than eight point five percent of consumer's annual income, and in that case, they can get on the marketplace and shop for an affordable plan that would be less than that. I see. Oh, okay. Gotcha. okay. Thank you for All that right, clarification. So, wait, wait, follow up on that. Um, do people have to have, uh, is there a situation where they ever have to have medical testing in order to be accepted for a plan? No, absolutely not. Okay. All right. As you can tell, Mary Catherine and I have a lot of questions about yeah. this. So if you're out there and you have questions about uh, the Affordable Care Act and uh, open enrollment, which begins tomorrow, please give us a call, 855-0811-1877-285-9348. You can join the live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. And you can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. We have some great guests with us who understand everything there is to understand about this. <laughs> and they're kind of Chris Schrader's laughing now. But um, I, I do you, – Janae, you mentioned there are nine different plans mm-hmm. this year. And then there are several options within the plans. I've, I've heard some astronomical numbers for the number of true options that an individual could have going in if they pick certain deductibles and all sorts of things. So can you sort of give us a range of what these plans are and and how you would how you let, let's say I, I come into your office and you know I have a uh, I, it's a husband wife we want a joint plan together family plan and you know our income is let's say fifty thousand sixty thousand dollars a year. Okay. Well, some of the other factors that go into it is ba- it's a zip code. So for Indianapolis area, say I don't know right off the top of my head, there might be eight plans that are available. But if we come to Bloomington, it might only be two because it has to be it has to be within a certain mile radius. Like you shouldn't have to drive 90 miles to I get see. to a doctor. So it's nine total for Indiana, but depending on the areas, mm-hmm. there may be that max or there may be a minimum of four. So that's the first thing. Okay. Um, within that, the, the levels, if I remember correctly, are bronze, um, platinum, and silver. 
And so if you think of an employer's insurance, it's kind of just like having a PPO or like for me, we have a, a HSA. And so really it's based on what the individual, after you talk to them and ask enough questions, each of the plans will offer something, but it depends on what is that family's need. Because one plan may cost more. So say if you're paying a minimum amount, say the bronze plan is the cheapest, where you're going to pay more when you go to the doctor. And mm-hmm. vice versa, it'll be, well, if you're paying a higher monthly payment, then it's going to be less when you go to the doctor. So it com- that's where it comes into play as to, um, that's why I kind of loosely say affordable, because it's just more so about what are you comfortable with for your household. If you know that your household doesn't go to the doctor that often, then you may be okay with paying the, the lesser monthly amount, because mm-hmm. you're not going to go. Be- and then preventative services are covered you know so it's just anything outside of that but if you are a household that you know you have an individual that may chronically go or whatnot then you may pick a different plan based on that need so that's kind of the general understanding and that's as you said that's why we have to be um, we can't be biased because we have to educate them on what each plan offers and then they have to make the decision Mm -hmm. on what's best for them because I may say pick plan a but if you're okay with plan b and it's more that's mm-hmm. your decision. And I'm really not being facetious here, but uh, is there a class you can go to or some kind of meeting that you can attend where, you know, there's a PowerPoint and it, and, and it goes through all these things before you jump online yourself and try to make these choices? So uh, Cover Monroe is a, a project that's run by uh, David Meyer and his team, and they do an outstanding job of education on this issue. So if you're local in, in the area, I would highly recommend that. Cover Monroe, how do you how do you find them? Uh, they're on the web and uh, they do a really good job of promotion. They're doing a series of education uh, platforms over the course of the uh, enrollment period. Great. Another thing uh, that everybody could do would be to go to the eHealth website, uh, eHealth.com, and that basically just allows you to compare all kinds of plans, both both the, the exchange plans and private plans. And so that's that's really complete and uh, very much like kayak to use, quite frankly. Um, the, uh, the thing I would point out, though, that's very important in terms of the proliferation of plans and the nine plans, uh, the Affordable Care Act actually runs on a county-by-county county basis, not a state basis or a national basis. So when you plug in your address and your zip code, it will only show you the plans in your area. So Monroe County, you're going to be able to see products available from IU Health, from MDYs, and from Anthem. If you were up in Hamilton County, you'd see like 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So once you plug in your address and, and everything, that will show you your restricted choice. And then you make selection within that. It's a shorter putt in our neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthem mm-hmm. is, uh, once again, the only provider in the state uh, writing coverage in all 92 counties. Nobody else is doing that. Hmm. Okay. okay. We have uh, two callers. Add in there. Um, oh, go ahead, Jody. Yeah. Yes, this is Jody. Um, as far as what he's saying, that is true. Um, however, there may be some insurance plans that are offered in those particular areas, but the providers or hospitals aren't accepting those plans. So it's real important for people, too, mm-hmm. before they pick a plan, right. to check with their primary care physicians, right. hospitals, um, and just make sure that they are accepting those plans. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why it's important, as Jody just said, that's why it's important for anyone to understand, for the Indiana, for Indiana, 
it, it would be beneficial if you work with an assister or a navigator. There are multiple names because we have to be certified with them before that reason. So, like, I know what's in network for my area. And so if people want to come to my particular organization's health centers, you know, then we educate them on that. So then if it is out of network, we educate them as well because it, then that cost is going to look a little different. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it does help when individuals work with the navigator and assister um, in that process. And, and it's very important, too, because just because a plan had one set of providers and, and a certain number of hospitals in it this year is no yes. guarantee that it will have the same providers, the same mm-hmm. hospitals right. there. So if you think, hey, I'll take no action, I'll just auto-renew, right. I really yeah. don't want to go roll. through that whole thing again, you may well find exactly. on January 1, hey, you know, that hospital's not in anymore, and that's where I wanted to go. Yeah. All right, we have a couple of callers. So, Tatanka, I hope I pronounced your name right. Hey. Is that right? Yes. Yes. She's from Bloomington, and she signed up a year ago, and, and uh, what I'm told here is that you want to know about options, other options this year. Is that right? Yes. Um, yes. I, I signed up with – by the way, I didn't have much luck working with finding a navigator a year ago, so I wonder whether it's going to be a little bit more publicity made to navigators and how to get in touch. I, I, I signed up with Ansem. There wasn't really much choice. A year ago, uh, I have a silver plan, and I'm wondering: is there going to be another another choice, so that I could maybe try somebody else other than Ansem? When you look at the new plans that uh, were entered into the state this year, the lion's share came in at the silver medal category because that's where most of the market landed last year. So, unsurprisingly. <laughs> the, the the businesses met the market where it was. So, yes, uh, if you're here locally, what you will see available to you is a, is an uh, IU health plan at the silver level, an MDY's plan available to silver level, and the same from Anthem. And then the composition of those plans, uh, uh, the, the number of physicians in them, the networks and those, et cetera, you or I have no clue, nor do we know how much they cost, and we don't find out until tomorrow. And one thing you can do, do you have access to the Internet? Yes, I do, yes. Okay, if you go to healthcare.gov, there's yes. two things you can do. To find an assister or in your area, you can put in your zip code. It will bring up the organizations that have locations in your area as well as those individuals that are certified navigators. So that's one way um, just to find someone to help you if that's what you're looking for. But also I know that they made available Effective Monday. You can plug in numbers just to kind of tinker and see what might be available to you. Um, but, of course, as he said, you can't do anything until tomorrow. But you can play around with that tool as well on healthcare.gov just just to kind of see what options you may have available. And just to, again, add to the point he said, I know for my staff, we are making sure that we encourage everyone not to auto-enroll for that exact reason, mm-hmm. because there are more, there could be more options. Even if it's the same um, plan, if it's MetWise or whoever, they may have changed it a little bit, you know? So it's, we want to make sure everyone sees what options they have. So that's the suggestion I have for you. And uh, locally, the navigators can be found at Cover and Monroe, I know, has navigators this year. IU Health has navigators, just like they did last year. And the uh, city has navigators this year. They didn't have last year. So there's okay. more, more no, options. Go to um, indiana.gov and search by county, you know, to be sure that you have a certified and licensed navigator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point. Great point. All right. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good and luck with your enrollment. Yeah. So we're going to go next to uh, Brazil, Indiana. And Charlie is on the phone. Charlie? Yes. Hey, go ahead. Uh, well, I signed up last year for my wife and I, uh, and I got uh, the Anthem bronze plan. 
And uh, I was uh, given the subsidy because I think was, the income was around $40,000 or something like that. And my subsidy paid for my total for my total premium for the whole year. But now I'm now I'm hearing through the grapevine or anything like that that they're trying to say that the subsidies are illegal, and they're trying to get rid of them. Is is that something that I have misunderstood? Well, um, that is a, a matter before the courts. Uh, the Supreme Court, as a matter of fact, took cert on the King case that came out of the Richmond District, and uh, what you're referring to has to do with the plain language in the Act that states that subsidies will be available only to states that set up their own exchanges. They will not be available in the federal exchange. That is the plain reading of the law, and that is not in dispute. What is dispute is, did they really mean that? The IRS determined that that wasn't what Congress really meant. They meant it should go to everybody. And so that matter will go before the Supreme Court. Oral arguments are in March. Finding will be in June. I see. So at at this point, if Charlie signs up, he should expect to have the subsidy? Yes, he, he should. The, the one thing I would tell you, too, on the bronze plan, I would, I would also advise you to look at a silver plan this year, primarily because um, if you – bronze plans are great. They're the lowest cost option, and they're fantastic if you want coverage, but you just don't have a whole lot of utilization. However, if you do have utilization, the silver might be the better model for you because it includes not merely the subsidy to – provide for the policy payment, but it lowers a total out-of-pocket limit, so it, it restricts how much could run out of your pocket before you get saved. So that might be the best value for you this year. I would certainly look at it. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, uh, well, I got a letter in the mail last week and stating that uh, that uh, the bronze plan is going to start costing me $88 a month because the subsidies go- has uh, stayed the same, but uh, the cost of the plan is going up. This is through Anthem. Uh, yes, they, I mean I've I've heard in news that some of the the cost of some plans will go up. What they go up by, I don't know, because of course it's going to vary by company. But that that's probably correct. That is correct. Then okay, that's that's what I was wondering. Now the other thing is, my wife had a heart attack last year after we'd gotten the plan, and so we had to take her by ambulance to one hospital's emergency room, and then they switched her to another hospital. And when we got to the other hospital, they accepted our insurance plan, but the hospitals they took originally to didn't want to pay, didn't want to accept anything. And that was a real, real problem. Because the end of a, of a heart attack, you don't have time to say, well, our insurance doesn't cover this hospital. We can't go there. I mean, a person could die in that meantime. So, right. Know, this, this was a bad situation. Now, they said that, you know, they haven't been handsomely over the bill. They said that they were going to take care of it, but, it, you know, it's a pretty scary situation. There, there's no doubt the challenges uh, with rural care service delivery were not uh, dealt with, nor could they have been, quite frankly, by this act. There's no doubt about that. I see. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Right. Sorry you had that experience, Charlie. That must have been really scary. Well, right. yeah, but at least I, my out-of-pocket cost was just my, my deductible, and that was it. At least I'm not $100,000 in debt. Right. And it hasn't cost me a penny in insurance premiums. Yeah. So, I mean, that was good. Yeah. All right, Charlie. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right. Appreciate hearing from Brazil. All right, we're going to have to take a short break. We're, uh, we, I think we're going to have a lot of questions in the second half of the show. That's typically the way we work here. Um, so if you have questions, please give us a call, 855-0811 in Bloomington or 1-877-285-9348. You can also join the live chat at wfiu.org slash Noon Edition or follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. We'll be right back. 
This is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville. Information at smithville.net. And IU School of Public Health Bloomington. Online at publichealth.indiana.edu. WFIU News covers South Central Indiana and the state each day. You can read news throughout the day as it's posted on our website at WFIU.org. And you can pick up a digest of all the top stories. It's like a newspaper delivered to your inbox each afternoon. It's a free and easy way to stay on top of not only the headlines, but also the in-depth audio, video, and print news stories you can't get anywhere else. Subscribe right now at WFIU.org news. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael. Today we're talking about the Affordable Care Act enrollment, and the annual open enrollment period begins Saturday. So we have three experts with us on the show today. Chris Schrader is president of Schrader & Associates Human Resources Firm. Janae Green is the manager of outreach and enrollment for HealthNet, Inc. in Indianapolis. And Jody Wolfenbarger is a federally certified and state-licensed affordable health care navigator in Bedford. So if you want to join the program, please give us a call, 855-0811 in Bloomington or 1-877-285-9348. You can also join the live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. Uh, Jody, I wanted to ask you, and I don't know if, if it's easy to uh, to isolate one question that you hear more often than any other, but I just wondered, you know, when people come to you for help, what, what are their the main questions that they're asking you? I would really have to think about that for a minute. Can I come back to it? Sure, yeah, you can come well, back to it. I have a question that you uh, is another one that you may or may not be able to answer, any of you. But just like ballpark, what are we talking monthly premiums on a bronze, a platinum, and a silver? Is that even ballparkable? No, because <laughs> I mean because it truly depends on the household and the income. Did they get a tax credit? Did they get a subsidy? I mean, all of that comes into play. So it's really hard to even say it could be here because if you qualify for one or two, you know, then mm-hmm. it might not even it's, be. There's just so many variables yes. in play. So we've stumped the panel, both of us. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so, very good. Let's move on. So, uh, so It really is individualized based on people's income. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about your area, but in the counties that I serve, we only have um, gold, silver, and bronze. We don't have the platinum. That's correct. Platinum is not offered anywhere in Indiana. Oh, is that right? No. Okay. Neither is catastrophic. Okay. Jody, what, what counties do you serve? Um, Orange, Lawrence, Martin, and Davies. Okay. They're all within uh, listening distance, so if they have questions, they can give us a call today. Again, the numbers are 855-0811 in Bloomington, 1-877-285-9348. You can also join the live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. Can I add one thing? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, One thing that came to me after I spoke earlier, um, another reason we want to encourage people, if you signed up on the plans this year, I mean, for 2014, to look at everything again this year is because there are some plans that may now offer a dental and vision option. Um, for the first year, it was mostly just medical. So, again, that might be a benefit for some people that if they want to try to get dental and vision, that might be an option for some of the plans. So, again, that's another um, thing, another reason to try to look at everything and see what's out there. Uh, uh, Jody, I just was going to ask you, how do people access your services? Um, 
either by email or phone number. Um, I'm reaching out in the newspapers with that information. I've also been, um, you know, doing marketing like at Walmart in Orange County. I go to the Work One offices. Um, just I'm all over out and about. And who pays you? Um, uh, well, this is kind of detailed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I have Judith Burnt Lorenzen here with me, and she's our project director, and she is actually the expert on explaining those details. So I'm going to let her explain that to you. All right, Judith, welcome to the program. Okay, um, thank you. Lucky me. I didn't realize I was going to be pulled in. But um, basically, we um, are a community health center here in Bedford, and it was Indiana United Ways who reached out to us because we are funded by several grants. Um, and they had reached out to us to say that they had some federal navigator funds and they were trying to get into these smaller rural area areas. And so as a result, we went ahead and applied for these funds. So that's a grant that is a federal um, grant from Health and Human Services that we were able to um, uh, obtain and award, were awarded to allow us to have um, Jody, who had done a lot of Medicaid outreach prior to this um, grant coming in, to train her to become a, a federal navigator. So it's been a really wonderful thing because so many of our patients are self-pay here at the Community Health Center, and so that has been really great for Lawrence County, but then also to see those surrounding counties that really had a great need as well. So there's no out-of-pocket for the people for whom she's giving help? Oh, no, none at all. Okay. Yeah, that, that is definitely a grant. It's from, as I said, the Indiana United Ways that received the federal grant. And the, Na the Navigator grant will end March 15th, so we're not sure what will happen after that point. Um, but for now, through the open enrollment period, we do have her available to help all four of those regional counties and um, has been a really great help um, for people because it is so complicated. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that is a truly key point because for me, my team, we received the HRSA federal dollars because HealthNet is a FQHC, Federally Qualified Health Center. And so that is a key point that many of us, most of us, if we are registered with IDOI, if I'm remembering correctly, we cannot charge. Um, and so that's a key critical factor because there are some people that are certified that will charge um, and that's getting into extra things. But most of us, we cannot charge. It has to be free services, especially if we receive that federal funding. OK, so, so that's if a people are looking for help, they just need to say, hey, uh, you know, do I need to pay you or are you being paid by some other way? Right. OK, fair enough. All right. All right we've got a phone call. Jean from Bloomington is on the phone. Jean. I wanted to tell you a little bit about my experience. Uh, one, I think that the website worked even last year a lot better than it's given credit for. There was um, a time when it didn't work, um, which was really well publicized. But even before, uh, in December last year, it worked fine. I signed up, bought a plan from Anthem, and I had to pay for it before January 1st, and I was real close to the deadline. I literally was on hold on three different calls for four hours to pay Anthem. And when I got through to them, they had all my information. The website worked great. In fact, when I wrote to the website about all the trouble I was having paying them, even then, the chat there worked and everything about the government site worked. And I think um, there's a lot of concern. I think a lot of people didn't take advantage of it just because there was so much bad publicity about the very beginning. And I, I think we shouldn't be talking about that so much now. Um, so, um, so, Jean, I have a question. Are you going to go back sure. in and uh, enroll in something else? 
Um, well, okay, so Anthem, uh, just to go on with that, so I, I paid my first month's premium, I bought a dental plan from them, and I asked to be put on auto pay. Anthem, and I didn't know, and I, I didn't look at what was going on because I just thought it was coming out of my checking account. By the way, I got no subsidy, and I, I was paying for it all myself um, because of my income. And Anthem didn't never charge me. In fact, before um, took my entire year's dental plan out and refunded the rest of my first month payment. And this is the first time in my life I've not been insured, and it's because Anthem didn't follow through. They, they they took my they they signed me up gave me cards everything else and they never billed me and it was halfway through the year before I realized they weren't taking they weren't doing it and then they said they'd send me a bill and they took two more months to send me a bill and you know by then the year was practically over so yes I'm going to do it again but um, you know I, I'm kind of marking it up as well I didn't get sick I guess I came out ahead eight thousand dollars which was my premium for the year and I've been uninsured for a year because anthem dropped the ball you probably don't want to gamble on that much longer though no absolutely <laughs> not. Right. not I'm going to start looking at it tomorrow right. but I just you know like I, said, I think the program I think that and the other thing is I've, I've, I'm self-employed and I my insurance premium for the very basic bonds was six hundred and sixty some dollars a month, and people who get insurance from their employers think that's outrageous. But that actually was over a hundred dollars less than I was paying the year before on the on the free market system. And in fact, at one point when I had what's considered a silver plan, um, Anthem when I was buying it myself, got over $1,100 a month. And in my whole life, I've only three times ever met my deductible. Yeah. So people don't realize how much individuals have to pay for insurance um, if you're used to your employer paying for it. Wow. Right. And it, last, last thing, I'd, I'd like for you to have your experts talk about the benefits because the maximum payout, I believe, for all of the Affordable Care Acts are $5,000. Um, so that you can't be bankrupted anymore. Um, there's, I'm transgender, and because of that, I, I called up Humana one time, and they told me, no, uh, denied. We don't accept anyone transgender. Goodbye. Bang. Uh -huh. and, um, if you have cancer or something like that, try to get insurance. I mean, there's a whole lot of advantages that have come out of this. And we talk about the negatives of the website and don't talk about all the things that are great for people um, I think that's a real disservice, too. So, Gene, you were talking about the $5,000. Is that like an out-of-pocket maximum that you would have to pay? Yeah, I think okay. every one of the plans has okay. that, if I'm not mistaken. And that's, you know, that's pretty amazing because, you know, I mean, to me, that's the bronze plans. Every one of them takes care of that. And, uh, and you know, for most people, $5,000 is probably not going to bankrupt you, you know. And that's, you know, that's my big concern right now mm -hmm. in a few years yeah. So, right. anyway. All right. Oh, hey, thanks a lot for the call. Thank you. Yeah. Uh -huh. Bye. 
All right. Any response to what Gene had to say? No, I mean, he hit it right on the nail. And I, it's, it's just going to always be continuous uh-huh. education. I mean, because there are some individuals who this is the first time they've ever had insurance. So just educating what is a copay, what's a deductible, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Um, and just trying to be sensitive to that. I mean, like he said, there are some employers mm-hmm. who, if you looked at our insurances, they do cost way more than some of the plans. But, you know, it's for, as sisters, it's not our job to talk about that. It's just about to help educate them and help help them understand what it means for them. And that reminds me, you used a couple of uh, initials earlier. You said, talked about PPO and an HSA. Could you just explain <laughs> oh. what those are? Just <laughs> PPO, it has escaped my mind. HSA is a health savers account, which uh-huh. that's something that my employer offers. And it's kind of, if you think of the marketplace plans, it would to it would mimic the bronze plan. It's the cheapest, but I'll come out of pocket more. But Again, I don't right now. I don't go to the doctor a lot, and my preventative services are covered. So that was the option that I chose. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a lot of employers are starting to kind of go to that um, without delving into all of it. But um, a lot of employers are starting to go to that, putting the the responsibility more on the employee to make the decision about their right. health care, and as a result or a benefit, we'll do A, B, or C for them. Yeah, uh, that's a that's an excellent question because. Um, uh, PPO, Preferred Provider Organization. That's okay. Um, most people who've had employment are familiar with that model. And, and there's a big distinction between that and what's happening uh, in, the, in the Affordable Care Act. Uh, the PPOs were extraordinarily broad, and that's why employees loved them, right? I can go to almost any doctor in Bloomington. I can go to almost any health facility in Bloomington that's covered because everybody's in the network. What okay, we have... so this is Jody. I can go back now just for a minute to where you had said about um, what is the most common question that people ask, um, and that would be, am I going to be able to find affordable health coverage? And as you can tell, we're, we're hearing about that even now. Um, and I would encourage people to, you know, get on healthcare.gov and, and um, search around, and um, I do believe they are going to be able to find some affordable health coverage, but they've, they've got to take a look at, um, you know, what they want to be higher, their premiums or deductibles. The control really is in their hands. Mm-hmm. Chris, okay. did you want to finish your thought? Sure, I did. Um, yeah. Sorry about oh, that. No, 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 that's quite all right. Um, uh, what, what people really experience within the, uh, the plan are closer to HMOs, and so this is a big distinction to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, HMOs have narrow networks, very few doctors that you can see, and are limited. So if you're in Bloomington and you elect for MDYs or IU Healthcare, the only hospital you're going to is IU Health, right? And the only physicians you're going to see are Indiana Health Physicians and, and maybe some IMA. So th- that is far narrower than PPO. So people who are migrating from that experience and thinking that's what they're going to get here, that's not the case, and that's why it is very critical to not simply purchase a plan on price, but to look at who the mm-hmm. providers are in it. If, if the ones you really want aren't in it, then you need to keep looking. Mm-hmm. And the point is, though, I mean, you could go to those other doctors, but the insurance oh, yeah. company won't have any coverage. But you won't have any coverage. That was my point about right. distinction yeah. with yeah. an HMO. Yeah, it's all or out of pocket. what we consider, so, or right. what we call self-pay. You yeah. 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 Right. full the 100%. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so Randy from Bloomfield. Randy, welcome How back. Good. Hey, Randy. Uh-oh. Did we lose you? Nope. Oh, there go ahead, are. Randy. Go ahead. I, I've got a question. Uh, I, I'm not 
seeking a pat on the back or anything, but I was listening to NPR news this morning on my commute. We, we commend your good taste. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And uh, there was an interview with a guy who had been with Anthem Insurance, and uh, he had received a notice, and I think they said along with like 30,000 other people that there had been a discontinuance because it was substandard towards the the federal uh, the new care act um and i believe he stated that his insurance had tripled in cost so i wanted to kind of get feel the waters and see what your taste was on that and, uh what what happens with when, when you got a, a budget and your family and you have your insurance triple yeah. what happens then what what he's um I, I don't have exact facts there, but I suspect what he's referring to, he was uh, he's probably holding on to one of Anthem's individual uh, health insurance plans. Remember last year, almost all of those were supposed to be canceled. They jumped in. Uh, the president jumped in and said, no, wait a minute, you can actually hold on to those for another year. Anthem was one of the companies in the state that grandfathered a number of these plans. And it's entirely possible what he's seeing is a rate increase on that as they work to make that plan comply. Right with the with the act, and so he's probably really referring to a private market uh, cost increase he's seeing, not a marketplace cost increase he's seeing. Okay. Uh, well, the second part of my question is, uh, according to the the Anthem Blue Cross deal, I could probably be anywhere on the planet and be treated, but now if I go with this IU Health Network. Now, how does that, because IU is no longer a college, they're a conglomerate. They're taking over all the hospitals, they're buying them up, and I wanted to find out what kind of, uh, why is there uh, such a difference in being within the IU health network as opposed to the Blue Cross anthem? Right, well, one of the things that happened in the Affordable Care Act, it, it really uh, strongly encourages by its design and how it pays providers to force organizations into what's called an affordable, uh, an accountable care organization, or an ACO. And so bluntly put, the hospitals either had to go big or go home. So IU Health pursued what I think biz from a business standpoint was a very logical response in that environment, and they bought everything they could between here and the Ohio River. Uh, there was a hard time spreading north because people who were entrenched up there and basically, that's the way the plans are designed. If uh, you are going to be able to attract enough customers, you need to be in enough spots and then get them into your plan. And again, because everything's on a county-by-county county basis, you kind of divide the pie. Uh, you may not like that response, but that's basically what's happening. Well, I do understand that uh, a family member, for example, if I had a student going to college in another state, they would be covered under my plan. Uh, and that's a pretty good thing. Uh, but I was just wondering, you know, how they justify the, the cost differentials? Well, the, the cost differentials have to be accepted by the, the government. The way things work right now is the insurance companies ask, and then the government tells them whether or not they agree. And, and so mm -hmm. while we know that providers in Indiana, not providers, I'm very sorry, insurers in Indiana, ask for the largest price increase in the nation. They ask for 15.5% on the top end. What and how much of that was granted to whom and how that hit what plan and what difference that makes in the premium, we will not find out until tomorrow. Oh, I see. Okay, well, I appreciate your time. All right, Andy. 
Well, thank you for taking our question. All right. Thanks a lot. Hi, Randy. Okay, 855-0811-1-877-285-9348. You can also join the live chat at WFIU.org slash Noon Edition, and you can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. So I figure if I've got a dumb question, somebody else out there probably has it too. So I'm thinking, you know, so somebody gets the IU plan, and, you know, they go through, and, and IU, the IU doctors are who they have to see, and IU health hospitals are where they have to go. But they're traveling, something happens, there's not, none of their network providers are anywhere close by. What's that mean to them? Uh, anybody? Jody? Um, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I was thinking before the previous man hung up that um, it's really important for people to realize, you know, they may or may not have a multi-state plan, for one. And um, there is a difference between marketplace plans in your private yes. insurance companies. Um, and I know that's really broad to say that, but it again goes back to, you know, what do the providers accept and, and the county by county thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really kind of involved in it, and you gotta look at it individualized based on, you know, the individual or consumer's needs and their personal health. And to add to her comment, Mark, there are some companies that will say they are a marketplace plan. The true marketplace plans that follow the essential benefits, et cetera, so forth and so on, are only through healthcare.gov. That's one critical thing that she just alluded to because I I know when it first started, people were saying they had marketplace plans and they were all What does market. that mean, marketplace plan? The, the federal marketplace. Because yes. oh, okay. remember, these were called exchanges right up until yeah. about mm-hmm. 30 days before right. it launched. So, yeah. 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 So oh, they're qualified health plans. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Qualified Thank you. Plan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just yeah. say um, you, you bought a, a plan uh, that works where you live, but you have a child who goes to another state to go to college. Do you have to buy, is it possible or probable that you would have to buy some kind of supplemental insurance in order to have that child covered? Where they would be treated, which would be their primary residence, would be college. I would say if that child was 18, um, I, I think it might be the smartest play. Uh, they can still be on the, the parents' plan and everything like that. They should do research within the market that they're in and then see how that articulates back to where the parents' plan is and see if that will actually work. There are a lot of wrinkles in this, aren't yeah, there? Yeah, there are. There are. Uh, in, in the old days, the answer would be, I have an anth- I have Blue Cross yeah. Blue Shield. and um, That follows me and, and my children and they, they wherever to, we roam. W- right. Pretty much, right? Yeah. Every major metropolitan city. And, yeah, so I need to... Yeah, that's, that's, that's all gone. So I got, a, yeah, I got a hammer on this. So, I mean, part of the Affordable <laughs> Care Act was that somebody, a, a child can stay on their parents' insurance until they're 26 years old. Correct. But so what I'm hearing is that if your child stays on your parents' insurance till they're 26, that's great as long as they, they live in your basement. But they go, oh, yeah, right, okay. but they go so, away. To, so, well, uh, for uh, marketplace plans. Okay. In, in all in all fairness, uh, I think what's being conflated here, and I see this commonly, okay. the Affordable Care Act was about insurance, not care. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the objective was to get everybody insured. How they would actually utilize wasn't really part of it. 
So now that's the part that's coming. That's why I'm like, that's why I want to make sure I said it's for the marketplace plans. Because if you have a private plan right. through like your employer, then yes, it does work that way. Yeah. But marketplace, that's the part, like he said, on the back end that is probably still being worked out. So just like for us, we helped enroll. But like for my my company, then it had to go to billing. How do we bill? You know, how do physicians do, et cetera, so the, forth and so on. The, the best way for listeners to think about it is having it is one thing. Using it is completely yes. another. You need to make sure both are tied together right. in your purchase decision right because wow. every state like we're a feder- federally facilitated marketplace but kentucky is state-based I yes think. that's correct and you know Best so that's nation. right so just like for us um we had so if you think of the borders like evansville or the gary area there are individuals that they have people that cross they have to be certified in both illinois mm-hmm. and indiana mm-hmm. and vice versa kentucky in there because people cross the state lines just that quick so it's like he just said you you have to figure out what's going to be the best solution and work work that way yeah, i would not assume anybody's going to be covered anywhere okay yeah. i want to get back to the point we, you were talking about chris during the break uh you had a concern oh yes with uh with open enrollment yeah uh from, from an HR perspective, um, anytime somebody goes through a negative experience as a first impression, they're highly unlikely to go for that again. And so the, the government knew that. And what HHS did, HHS did was set up an, an auto-enrollment. So if an individual who's currently enrolled in a marketplace plan takes no action whatsoever, they will be re-enrolled automatically. And so on Jan 1, they're going to have coverage. Uh, this might seem to people who had a searing experience last year is a really good idea, uh, but it carries three significant risks. Uh, first, there's no guarantee that the plan will cost the same amount that it did before. Mm-hmm. Secondly, there's no guarantee that it is the lowest cost plan in its metal category. One of the things that's broadly misunderstood about the subsidies is that it's based on the plan I choose plus all of my personal data. It's all your personal data and pegged to the lowest cost plan at the metal level. So if you are in a silver plan and a new plan has rolled in and it's 80 bucks less a month than the one you have right now, the IRS is going to tell you when you file in 2015, you were oversubsidized because they pegged on the other number. The third risk is, is that you stay in your plan, but the doctors and the hospitals changed. Mm-hmm. So, really, um, the strongest advice I can give anyone who is actually in the plan, please go look. If, if nothing has changed, if genuinely nothing has changed, then you can maybe back out there and just re-enroll. But in the world of insurance, and this has always been true, it's not st- Static. Rarely mm-hmm. does nothing change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I fear we've uh, we've probably scared a lot of people here in the last ten or fifteen minutes. But <laughs> we have two, two or three minutes. Two or three minutes to go. So I, I do want to give you each an, an opportunity to to sort of give you know assume that you know I'm or in, any listener out there who's just thinking, oh my gosh, I got to start thinking about this tomorrow. I mean, what's the best advice you can give them? Should they find a navigator? I was, was going to encourage yeah. them yeah. to. Um, no different than if I do life insurance. I'm going to try and go to the person that has the best knowledge possible. So I would encourage definitely uh, try to find a navigator or someone that is having to do this training. And it's like he said, the moment we learned something, the next day it was something new. You know, mm-hmm. so we're having to try to main, keep up and try to best educate ourselves so that we can be subject matter, matter experts and provide the best education. So that's what I would encourage is to find an organization or a navigator that is certified and they can best help you. Okay. The, 
the, uh, the United Way is a good resource to uh-huh. guide people uh, to navigators. So are the city and the so county So 211, call yeah. that? Yes. Or yeah, 211. Because yeah. we've had to update ours. Great resource. Yeah. 211, you, yes. you like that one, Jody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And there and to and to their credit, two one one is making sure that all their information is up to date because I know we've talked to them and made sure they have all of our updated information. Jody, any uh, any other advice you want to share? Um, yeah, I would just like to ask people to take a look at the larger picture because um, it is about preventative health care as well, mm-hmm. um, and that's really important. Yeah. I wanted to ask also, this is a very simple question, I, I hope, but I mean, how many people have enrolled in Indiana to, to this? Is that a simple question, Chris? Uh, n- n- not really. Um, uh, the uh, the enrollment numbers we knew at the end of last year changed, uh, right? Okay. Because there were people who were dropped because they either never paid to start out with or weren't able to maintain payments. And there were some mm-hmm. folks who couldn't substantiate citizenship mm-hmm. and, uh, and fell off. Um, Indiana did not have um, have a really really high enrollment. Uh, roughly, I, roughly. Do, I'm Jody, trying to remember our number. Jody? We had 356,000 at one point, if I recall correctly. I don't. Okay. I don't think we we did not get over a million by any stretch. <laughs> okay, yeah. but were those 356,000 people who didn't have insurance before they? Well, they were a mix of people who didn't have it before and people who had it but had the policy canceled, and so they had to go someplace else. Okay. I see. Okay. Well, we are about out of time, but I do want to say that WFIU uh, will put a map online of what counties each company covers. So uh, if you want to go on to WFIU.org, you can find that information. And I want to thank our guests today, Chris Schrader, the president of Schrader & Associates, Janae Green, the manager of outreach and enrollment for HealthNet, Inc., and Jody Wolfenberger, the uh, federally certified and state-licensed affordable care healthcare navigator in, in Bedford. And Judith, who and came Judith, on as who, Ju- Judith who joined Lorenzen, us, right? Lorenzen who <laughs> came in at the last minute thank, for us. Thank you to Judith, too. So I want to thank all of you for being here. Uh, for producer Claire McInerney and engineer Mike Pashkash and Mary Catherine and myself. Thanks for listening. Noon Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. A podcast of this and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org. Production support comes from Smithville Communications, serving southern Indiana with fiber gigabit internet and digital IPTV. More information at smithville.net. And from School of Public Health Bloomington, Public Health Reimagined, addressing 21st century health challenges with a multidisciplinary approach to disease prevention, health promotion, and enhancing quality of life. publichealth.indiana.edu.